Welcome to the Creativity Algorithm Podcast, the show that helps people and businesses have good ideas more often. Now here is your host, psychologist, author, and public speaker, Joe Swope. There are three kinds of people in the world, those who can count and those who can't. Did you just have a mental stutter step? I use that sophism in all of my classes. First, I only know a limited number of catchy phrases. Second, it gets me out of an embarrassing situation where I've miscounted some basic math concept. Of course, I will later point out to my students that I distracted them with humorous confusion so they wouldn't focus on my mistake. Distraction is often a tool for those who don't want to face their mistake. I wish I was better at math. While I acknowledge that some minds have a genetic advantage with regard to certain cognitive abilities, I think that most minds are similar enough in the beginning that most math deficiencies are related to instruction. In this case, it is nurture that trumps nature. I have been a teacher for decades. I know that most teachers pour their hearts and souls into quality instruction. So for me to say that my math deficiencies are due to instruction might seem like I'm attacking my own either the profession or the individual people in it. Blame rarely got anyone anywhere, unless it is used as a tool for self-improvement. The reality is, I could be better at math concepts if I would have put in the time when I was younger, but I didn't. The good news is that the human mind is flexible. It can learn at any age. The bad news is, I just don't have the time. I know, I know, I should make time. If only there was a way to learn complicated math concepts without investing huge amount of time and countless ergs of effort. But there isn't. It's a fact that advanced math, now, here's my my way to get out of this fact if you're going to find an exception, is that the advanced math depends on the person. So let me rephrase this. It is a fact that advanced math, which depends on the person because different people can think of different math as advanced, cannot be learned without a lot of study. Well, Let's take a look at that fact. How many numbers are between one and two? Between one and one half? Did you do a mental stutter step again? I bet after a moment, when your subconscious popped its head up and wanted to play, your conscious mind came up with the answer infinite. But infinite isn't really an answer. It's an ill-defined concept. I'd like you to take a minute and picture a ruler. Mentally envision a small part of it between one and two. Then between one and one half. Imagine all of the hash marks between one and one half. How many are there? Go deeper. Imagine the space between two of the hash marks. Now go deeper. Divide that into 10 segments. Got it? Now pick two of them and go deeper. Divide the space between those into 10 segments. Not only is that a great mental exercise for you and for me to do when we are relaxed, It is a good metaphor for this episode. Before we get into that metaphor, let's talk about the mental exercise part of the infinite ruler. When you envisioned the ruler, what color was it? Did you consciously choose that color? Probably not, yet the picture of the ruler came from somewhere. Of course, that's your subconscious. Notice how cool that is. You didn't choose what it would look like, your subconscious did. You were not consciously focused on the look of the ruler. That's a micro example of what we are hoping to do with the creativity algorithm. Now, on to the metaphor. Well, maybe not a metaphor, just a hopeful connection between two concepts. 
If there are actually an infinite number of numbers between what is commonly thought of as a very small interval, then there must be an infinite number of solutions to any given problem. Is that a huge leap? Often when we are stuck, often when we are stuck, we think there are no or minimal options. But maybe we're not looking at it in the right way. See episode 37, Telescope vs. Microscope. I have mentioned this over and over to people who are stuck. Quite frankly, when I do, they get upset because it seems like I'm minimalizing their problems. That's the last thing I want to do because when people get upset or defensive, then getting into that precognitive alpha state or flow state where your subconscious mind wants to play becomes infinitely harder. Your subconscious mind is not going to want to play when your unconscious mind is upset or defensive or stressed. Worse and weirdly, when people become defensive, they often defend the thing that is preventing growth, which is a distraction from finding the solution. It isn't hard to imagine a stressed CEO who feels backed into a corner. In order to salvage some emotional value, he must hold on to the idea that his situation is impossible. Because if it wasn't impossible, then he, an expert in the business, would have already found the solution by now. If I were to suggest to him that there are an infinite number of solutions to the problem he is facing, he would dig in. To avoid blame that only exists in his mind, he would reject me as an outsider consultant who doesn't know his business. He would be right. I don't know that business. And as we learned in episode 15, Building Robots, almost no one can have a good idea in a field where they haven't extensively worked in. But the solution exists. It is out there. Why am I so sure? You know what else is infinite? The human imagination. Okay, okay. Don't roll your eyes at some pseudo-psychological kumbaya, yay for people sentiment. Let me suggest something that you might not be able to easily dismiss as nonsense. In the nearly 200,000 years that humans have been on Earth, and that's kind of debatable depending on what you define as humans and how you count that evolutionary milestone that we became what we are, in that 200,000 years, no one has found a limit to our imagination. For those who are skeptical, I invite you to find that limit. If not humankind's imagination, then your limit. If you wanted a sophism, that's the mother of all sophisms. Find the limit of your imagination. What if you could? What if you could map all of the possible combinations of thoughts that your subconscious could put together? What if that imaginary CEO from a few paragraphs ago mapped his or her subconscious? Would he or she find the solution that they swear is impossible? If you have heard the previous episodes, you know the CEO isn't looking in the wrong place. He is looking in the wrong way. In fact, maybe he should stop looking altogether. Just like it is difficult to purposely relax, it is difficult to purposely be creative. And as we know, stress is the antithesis of creativity. A puppy will not play if it feels trapped. Takeaway for this week. Work on the imaginary ruler. Go deeper. How many levels can you get to? And here's the cool part. When you get distracted and you stop concentrating on it, that's your subconscious wanting to play. Get distracted. Go with it. It's good for you. Just don't try to get distracted. Spreading the thoughts. Bring up a few of the sophisms in this post to your coworkers or friends. Ask them if there are the same number of numbers below zero as there are above. 
or ask them if there are same number of numbers between one and two as there are in the whole number system. If they dismiss you or look at you as if you were crazy, then distract them with the line that there are three kinds of people in the world, those who can count and those who can't. If they do a mental stutter step, then tell them about the creativity algorithm. Next episode, Thinking with Muscles. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creativity Algorithm Podcast. To get in contact with Joe or to have him speak to your organization, please visit www.joeswope.com. Hyphen, public speaker.com.